Hello and welcome to Stories from House Arrest. My name is Jordan Merrick and as always it's so great to be here today and it's so great to be back after a few weeks of missed episodes due to things out of my control. Unfortunately I got quite sick which thought it was COVID ended up being some sort of uh, bad infection which is you know all sorts of fun. Got through that only to have uh, the the big Brisbane and Queensland floods, which have, of course, extended now to New South Wales. And um, we got pretty lucky. We had a bit of flooding at our house, but nothing that we couldn't get through. Um, But, you know, my heart does go out to everybody affected by it. It was not an easy time, Um, you know, and I could only imagine how hard it would be for people worse off. Um, And, you know, if you've got people in your inner circle who are affected... Um, just show them some support and um, you know in the end of the day I think being there for someone in a time of need is is more important than when things are going your way so always important to remember that I think Um, but you know onto the uh, onto the more positive thing and that's this week's guest we've got the wonderful Demi Kasher and Demi is a Sunshine Coast artist um, someone who I was really keen to have on she was uh, recommended to me by a friend and after hearing her music, I was just blown away. She's got such unique sound. It's like a mix of metal with Mazzy Star and Jefferson Airplane just rolled into one. And her story is really unique, really special, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. So, look, sit back, relax. Hopefully you're safe wherever you are, and hopefully this episode finds you well. Enjoy my interview with Demi Kasha. Demi, <laughs> I love doing the fake intro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we've just been chatting. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, ha- how's right. things? How's, how's life uh, in the sunny coast? It's beautiful. Bloody beautiful. Um, just taking, taking it all day by day at the moment, really. I think we've all got to <laughs> mm. what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I'm very lucky to be living here and near the ocean and by the rainforest. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful spot to be uh, in a pandemic, I would imagine. Um, But yeah, I feel like we've been day by day for like two years straight. So uh, hopefully we can start living week by week soon. That would be good. (laughs) Just uh, baby steps, right? (laughs) Just cross. Yeah, make week-long plans. (laughs) Yeah. How, how, How was, like, the last year as someone who's a gigging musician. How was it for you? It was it was awesome but it was also really tough obviously. Um, I played a lot of solo shows uh, here on the sunny coast. Uh, I play kind of like three hour solo shows like with covers and originals at the mix. Um, and they're awesome. I love doing them so much. Um, but uh, I released a couple of singles and my album and we weren't able to tour any of those which was kind of like the plan mm-hmm. of that release um, so it was pretty heartbreaking and, and that's why it kind of took so long to release the album because we were just waiting like okay well we'll just wait another couple of weeks to release a single and then we'll book a tour or because you get a time all the booking and the release and mm. you get a time it all so it just didn't work out, and that's why it literally took like a year to release the the album. Yeah, so. it's 
it's crazy, isn't it? It's hard enough, like, pre-pandemic to plan an album and a tour and a release schedule and all that jazz. Throw in the most unpredictable few years that, that we'll oh. probably ever live. Uh, yeah, it's just not been a friendly time for releases. Um, no. Have you done... Have you done much writing in that time or has it just sort of been hard to write or? I never really put too much pressure on myself to, to write. It, it usually just flows and so like just comes and um, ne- I never really find it too difficult. I definitely find it more hard to like fully finish a song than to re- like start and kind of get something going. Mm. Um, but it, wasn't really a big goal of mine last year as well. I think that's more now is more like, all right, let's just move on. Put that album Mm, behind us now. Let's just move on. Let's start, you know, writing some new material and trying to figure out what the next album's going to be. So, but, um, you know, I wasn't really inspired to write any political songs. Let's just say that I kind of just was like... (laughs) Yeah. I'm not good at that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and also I feel like politics, you know, screws with so so many parts of our lives. Like, just sometimes it's good to just escape in songwriting and just get get out of that shit. Oh, totally. Yeah, just, it's like, let's just put all that behind us and have some fun listening to some groovy tunes. Yeah, absolutely. With your writing, do do you write a lot of, like, personal songs or do you do you sort of delve between like fact and fiction a bit or what's your sort of Mm. like lyric writing style yeah definitely both hey but i think it's like personal but i try and manipulate it to be more of a story so it's not just about me it can uh can be about anyone really and so people can relate to it it's not just like oh crap she went through that or whatever it's like just whoever goes through a lot of different things in life don't we you know mm. but i don't know i, I kind of find it hard to to make like happy songs though like kind of <laughs> ones where you like bop your head to <laughs> yeah <laughs> i find it really hard to make those kinds of songs but um but yeah yeah i i'm not very good at happy songs either. Hey, yeah. power to anyone who can do it, but yeah, yeah totally. it's, it's absolutely I don't know. <laughs> I got I got nothing. I go yeah. to write a happy song and it ends up being like the saddest song I've ever written and I'm just confused <laughs> by the end of it. And I'm like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what can you do? Yeah. We don't choose the songs, they choose us, you know. <laughs> something <laughs> something like that. Some sort of weird cliche. Yeah. Uh, have you been um writing music for a while? Yeah, I, God, I think, I'm 25 now, I think, uh, yeah, probably like 10 years, something like that. I think I was probably 15, I think when I came back from my first Woodford Folk Festival, I think was when I wrote my first song, my first proper song. Yeah, Kind of got very inspired, I think, and got my guitar and found something new. What a place to find inspiration, though, hey. Hmm. Oh, man, yeah, it just opened up a whole other world for me of music because I never really Mm. listened to, like, world music or people that are experimenting with music never listened to that before, so it was, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Mm. 
Now that's awesome, and I think you can definitely sort of hear it in your music. You've got so many different elements that you sort of have in your recordings. Like listening to your album, like it was so hard to pinpoint like an inspiration of any one mm. kind. Like you know, sometimes you listen to an artist and you think, oh, they've clearly listened to a lot of this or that. Yeah. But for you, it was just it was such a cool blend, and I um. Yeah, like, when I was listening to it, just trying to pinpoint some notes, I went from, like, everything from, like, Jefferson Airplane to Mazzy Star to just heavy metal, but it's, like, acoustic heavy metal, and I'm just, yes, like, so this good. is just wild. It was just <laughs> such a journey listening to it. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about Return, because it's, um, it's a really nice album, and I'd love to hear more about it. Like, how did you go about recording it? Um, so... We recorded at um, Yamanui Studios, and we did it over three days. Oh, wow. Yeah, we smashed it out, eight songs. Hmm. Um, just the three of us, my, my band. Uh, I just play guitar and sing, and then uh, my partner Mikey plays bass, and then we got Drew on the drums. So we just did it live, because I just that's what I wanted. I just wanted like a, a live, really raw, authentic recording. And that's what came out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was pretty buggered by the end of those three days. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be that hectic. But but yeah, that's no, it. Was good fun, and I I really can't wait to record more. Yeah. Did you um like did you flush out the songs a lot beforehand, or were they still pretty raw when you took them into the studio in terms of with the the other band members? Or nah, we made sure that we got them down um, pretty well because we didn't want to waste any money. Yeah, especially <laughs> live tracking. And... It's like yeah. you've got to know them well. Yeah, live tracking. I think we played one of the songs. I think it took us like maybe six takes to get it. That was the longest one. So we, we really, yeah, all the other ones, I think it was just like we did it in three takes. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit you know, funny, yeah. eh? Some songs you just you just nail and you're like, yep, sweet, that one's done. Yeah. And others you could spend an entire day working on and you're still like... Yeah, ah. yeah, the, that one was Known Unknown. It was, it's a like an eight-minute song and it's got mm. some different changes, um, different tempo like timing so um so that kind of was just a little bit hard but when we got it we were so stoked we're like yes that's it that's yeah it was that's sort of like a cool thing like with the album like you've got stuff like that like even tempo changes and it's mm. just such a it, it's such a and like i recommend anyone listening to this to listen to it like start to finish because <laughs> it's a journey you know like it really yeah. is like it's not just you know, a bunch of songs. It feels very... Like, it felt like it was very snug and fit really well together. Oh, that's good to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Where'd you get the title from? Oh. Um, well, there's a song called Return on the Album. Um, it's just about... I think that's just what the whole album's really about. It's just... Um, personally, I was pretty lost for a couple of years, like didn't really know who I really was becoming as an adult or what I wanted to do and I finally felt like I was returning back to my true self. So that's kind of what the album's about. Mm. So yeah, I don't know, it just came. came yeah. Me, I guess. yeah. Yeah, nice. Sometimes it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's funny like 
it's like when I did my album, like there was absolutely no science behind me choosing the name. It was literally just, yeah. I, I was literally speaking to my mum because I could, I had no idea what to call the album. She's like, oh, why don't you just name it after this song? And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Okay, <laughs> done. Yeah. 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 That's about as, as, as much as I went into my title. <laughs> <laughs> How, um, because these songs, so you, you recorded in 2020, right? Yeah. How do you like reflect on these songs like years, almost two years this year later? Mm. Like, do you do you feel the same about them, or has your sort of like your perception on them changed? Oh hell yeah! Like, definitely judge myself a lot about them. Obviously, because I've grown so much more as a musician um, since, like, you know, some of those songs I actually wrote in like 2019. So I'm pretty over them, but. You know, you got to start somewhere and you just learn along the way. Like, I could have been sitting on those songs till still now and not have recorded them being like, oh, I don't know. But mm. I think it's just best to just do stuff, get it done and put it out there. And if people like it, they do. And if they don't, they don't. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Not that I don't like it. Like, I do. I lo- love a lot of a lot of the songs, but there's definitely things that I will do different next time. Mm. Mm. Are you gonna Are you gonna live track the next album? I don't think so. No, it's a lot hard. It's it's so hard. Hey, like <laughs> just to get it right. It's great when you yeah. get it right, but it's a slog. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe if I was gonna go back and do a bit like an like raw album or a little raw EP or something, maybe. But I think there's a few extra things I want to do with this next album, like, yeah, experiment a little bit more, not just be super, super raw and, um, yeah, you know, simple, mix yeah. it up a bit more, I think, next time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dust <laughs> off the electric and have a shred. <laughs> yeah, you know, might get some synth in there or oh. some more harmonies, just fill it out a bit more, you know? Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what works. <laughs> what works, and that's that's yeah, the good thing about fun. like, yeah, exactly. When like you're not live tracking, you can sort of just go a bit crazy with like playing around with sound. Yeah, so that's yeah, definitely something I because I, I love live tracking, but it's just it's always good to be mm-hmm. able to have some time just to fuck around in the studio, you know, with the get the synth yeah. out and oh, totally. Yeah, it's good fun. Well, that's exciting. Are you gonna yeah. are you planning to sort of try to record that this year or? Oh, I'd really love to, but um, we'll see. I, I kind of want to try and do some maybe recording on my own. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the money switch and mm. seeing if if I get any work soon again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in the last couple of years, and I think from memory when I was reading, because you did a status about the life of a working musician. So mm. how long have you been doing, like, gigging full-time? Um, I have, I, I only started gigging really full-time when, um, when was it? When the, the mandate, when they said that we were going to have the VAX mandate, that's when I actually quit my full, my, uh, permanent part-time job to go full-time musician. Stupid timing. 
And um, yeah, but I've always like done a lot of gigs and then had a casual job. Like I've never yeah. really been full time muso. Yeah, I've always ha- played it safe, you know. Yeah, had, I think had a ca- casual job. Yeah, yeah, I feel like being a full time muso is just a muso having with a casual job on the side. I yeah, don't think yeah, yeah. <laughs> full time yeah. full time is is very tricky. Yeah, but um, I guess I've been doing that since yeah two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it's, it's nice. been tough. That's why it's been tough because it's yeah. been like the whole time in this like pandemic. So yeah, yeah. I mean before that I um, was like doing lots of busking when I was younger and doing gigs here and there, but not like hitting it pretty hard like I like I have been trying now. Yeah, what's the um like? I mean, I know there's the obvious. Oh, the pandemic is the mm. challenge. But I was really curious to ask, like particularly for the sunny coast scene, like playing you know, as you said, a focus on gigs from 2019, like, what are some of the challenges that you really found, like, getting into that market and and really pushing to do, you know, as many gigs as possible? Um, well, for one, playing in, your, in, in a band is very challenging here, well, for me, um, because my music isn't... I guess mainstream, I don't know, you know, like a lot of the bands that play here are probably more like younger, like more, I guess I'm going to say quote triple J-ish, I don't know, reggae, you know, those, that music that people kind of bop their heads around to or they Like scar funk type stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, heaps of that stuff here. So my music's, it's very hard to get into this, this this kind of whatever the scene is here very hard same with all my other mates that are in bands super hard here because a lot of the venues you know it's i don't want to you know say it's bad about the say bad stuff about the other venues but you know it's it's hard to be a, like an indie band like when you're trying to come up it's you know it's mm. that's why we go to brizzy because people support music way more there than they do here. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I don't want to be bad for saying that, but it's true. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I just don't really feel the support um, here than like I do in Brisbane. Mm. And I think, I think what makes music so damn good is that it's so diverse, right? Like, mm. And I, I always find it funny, yeah. like, and yeah, like dealing with some venues who are owned by, you know, hospitality moguls who don't really give a shit about music, and yeah. you can always tell the difference when you're playing at a venue who is run by or owned by someone who's just that's <laughs> their day job; they don't really care about oh, music, versus someone who's like who really gives a shit. Like that's why I love playing at the Bearded Lady in Brisbane because. <laughs> Jamie is just a legend and will support yes. everyone. Oh, um, I couldn't and... speak more highly of Jamie. Legend. He's a legend. Absolute legend. Yeah. yeah. he He's like the reason why I play in Brisbane now. Because yeah, I, I started playing solo in the front bar. And I think I got that gig because Zong were playing like a show in the back room. And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, but they need someone in the front room. Do you reckon you could pull a set together? This was like two years ago, before the pandemic. And then Jamie just was like, yeah, whenever you get a band, we'll chuck you in the back. And then 
you know, I got gigs from there and that's how I've grown, you know. Mm. I, we couldn't have done that here in the sunny coast. It's just like impossible. Yeah. And I think what's really special about the venue as well, especially like I look back to when I first started playing there, starting out in music and it has such a great culture of getting its local punters to go and support acts too. So oh, totally. you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's such a great vibe. And I think it goes to show like what Jamie and his team have been able to cultivate there is, is something that a lot of venues could do if they really gave a shit about music and not just money. Um, and I found particularly over the pandemic, like you can really see the venues that are trying their best to support artists and others who are bumping their pricing up for artists to hire and um, mm. not promoting shows. And it's, yeah, it's night and day sometimes. And it's particularly now, I think it's just, it's so glaringly obvious when you see those sort of venues that really oh, don't totally. care. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, at least the government cares. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> well, on, on the flip side of, like, you know, the, the shit part of being a musician and dealing with all of that, what are, like, what are some, like, do you have any, like, really good memories that have come out of the last few years that, like, just stand out to you when you sort of think about it? Mm, yeah, heaps. I mean, they're all before the pandemic, like just watching, do you mean like me performing or like me going sing live music or? Um, well, I mean both, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's just one thing that's just, I can't believe isn't in our world right now is, you know, just the international acts coming over. Like just before the pandemic, we got to see Karungbin at, mm -hmm. um, in Brizzy. Um, mm -hmm. It, like that just blew my mind and now like it's just feels so impossible to even think about being able to see a band like that live like mm. that's why we're in this scene is because we enjoy it just as much as we like doing it and missing that part of it is just fucking sad like so sad yeah. like it's just it breaks my heart and yeah. you know that's where we gain our inspiration from is seeing mm. those phenomenal bands from the other side of the world so but yeah that's definitely something um well, we got to play Kalange Music Festival in oh, October awesome. last year and we were so lucky because it, it's just right in between all the lockdowns and the mandates and it, and it went ahead um so I think we we're very very lucky to be able to play that oh. and that was our first festival as a band together and um mm. I've been going to that festival since I was like 15. I used to volunteer there a lot and gain lots of inspiration from like John Butler and Xavier Rudd and stuff at that mm. festival. So it was really cool to actually be able to play it and yeah. just be like, oh, I did it. Yeah. Would have been so <laughs> surreal, hey? Yeah, even though it's just like a small little, it's not small, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, mm. it's just nice to be still trying to kick goals while in this strange time, you know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah. yeah, regardless of pandemic or not, to be able to play Caloundra, like, for one, it's a great tick on your musical resume, if nothing mm. else, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's some, like, do you have any, actually, what's, the, like, the favourite concert you've ever been to? Oh, wow. Ever. 
Oh, and why is so, it CW Stone King? <laughs> so many. Oh, oh. First time I seen CW Stone King, I didn't even know know him. And I just went with some friends because they were like, "Yeah, he's really good." And I was like, "I'm not really into the blues. Oh, like, love the blues, but and now I like now I do. But mm. I just sat there. I swear, with my mouth open, like, oh my gosh. Like, just did not take my eyes off them. I was just mesmerized. And then I just mm. became obsessed with them, still am today. Um, so, yeah, that was obviously a, just a massive pivoting point in, like, live music, seeing live music. Um, Krungbin, as I said before, four, four, four. Wow. Um, seeing Kikigakamoya before the pan- just before the pandemic, they blew my mind, dude. Mm. Oh, my God. Holy crap, have you seen those guys live? No, no. Ooh, they're like, yeah, different tempos and, oh, man, they're cool. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? Dreamtime. I, um, they're a Brizzy band. You know Dreamtime? No, I don't. Yeah, they're not around anymore, but um, it's my good friend, our good friend Zach, who's in Zong. Um, he's been, they were around for like 10 years, but... I only got to see them like a couple of times, but like one of my favorite bands, so I was very grateful to be able to see them while they were still kicking. Mm. Um, and Hobo Magic, they're the same. Never see Hobo again. They're my good mates, and they just played some phenomenal shows. Oh, even have they, they, have they just they broken up? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, very cool band. That's oh fucking Ugh. awesome. And I've seen them obviously so many times because we're best mates. But mm. it's just I just like think about it now and go. I'm never going to see them again. Like, that's crazy. And they're just good mates, like, local band, and they're just phenomenal. Like, mm. I just love that. It's so close yeah, to Yeah, they're ridiculous. They really are. Oh. I remember, I think they posted, like, a teaser trailer for one of their gigs once, and that was before I even <laughs> had ever heard of them. I was like, this is so fucking wild. <laughs> oh, I must man. see this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Nah, it's cool. Hopefully the... um. Hopefully sometime this year international acts can come back. Oh, God. Well, I've got tickets to see, to see Billie Eilish in September. So mm. we'll see. I feel like you probably yeah. have to be vaccinated to go to that one. But um, yeah, we'll see. I really hope, as good as it is that like, bigger artists can come, I really just can't wait for those small level artists yeah, to be able yeah. to tour again. Oh, yeah. totally. Do- yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you know either artist, but have you ever heard of the Felice Brothers or Pokey Lafarge or Sierra Farrell? Sarah Far- Farrell. I've fallen in love with her this pandemic. Woo! Yeah, love she's so her. She's awesome, fucking hey. awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Who else? I've fallen in love with Billy Strings, Kevin Morby. Actually, got to see him before, just before the pandemic too. Oh, I missed that show. What are those American acts? That it's just like, wow, I wish I was over there right now because they've been playing shows over there. So, yeah. a lot of them cancelled too, but. Yeah, I just saw a bunch like of some artists I follow were just cancelled again. It's just like, it's just non stop. It's like, oh, God. So sad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just before the pandemic, like, Sierra toured with Pokey Lafarge and the Fleece Brothers toured. I think they were playing a festival in Melbourne or Sydney somewhere. And they're like. No way. Yeah, so the, maybe it was like 150 people. At both shows, so it was super intimate, and it was just so awesome. It was at the um, like the What's Golden part of the Tivoli, so it was yeah. just like such a great vibe. Man, I and, wish I knew, um, knew her back then. 
Yeah, I, I literally only just discovered her through, um, I think, through someone sharing a video, and then I watched the video, and it was a su- suggested video in the playlist of that video, and it was just an acoustic performance. I was like, oh. man, this chick can sing yeah and then i see she's supporting an artist i really like in in pokey and i was like what the fuck that was great no it was yeah. good to see her she's really blown up as well now like, oh in totally she's i think like it's definitely food. those videos that's how i found it was on youtube mm. but um i'll yeah. have to check out those other two bands you said yeah they're Actually. awesome um but yeah like i wonder like because those gigs must be hard to make a lot of money from at the best of times so who knows when artists oh. like, like that'll be able to tour again and that's no. the biggest shame you know oh. like, even just as like touring in australia like mm. before pandemic so it just hard anyway and yeah. now it's like oh you just yeah you don't know what's gonna happen i don't know yeah, I'm really hoping to play um, like Sydney and Melbourne this year again. Um, yeah, but like it's just so hard to take the chance and book a show and promote it because you just know it's probably going to be cancelled. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, do you put your money and time and effort into something that you're not sure if it's going to go ahead, or do you mm. put that energy towards, you know? self-promotion online or something yeah. you know maybe put all that energy towards like making a really epic video and hopefully it goes big or doesn't i don't know you know like mm. it's like what do we what what should we do yeah Bit confusing that's kind of where i'm at with all that yeah it's really tricky i really don't know if there's a right or wrong answer <laughs> oh nah yeah. there isn't and that's the thing nobody knows it's like there's wrong and then there's slightly less wrong. <laughs> Which one do you choose? Uh, outside of music, do you like? Do you have any hobbies that you mainly do? Or yeah, I've got too many hobbies. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um I surf a lot. I surf a, a log, the nine three. Go up to Noosa a lot. Nice. And surf up there, and I um started. Teaching myself how to roller skate as well. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, it's been How's really fun. Going? Yeah, so much fun. And I just get super hyped because there's like all these epic videos on Instagram of these chicks like shredding. <laughs> and it just gets me so inspired. But then it's like mm. I'm out in the skate park and by myself trying to learn how to do it. Like it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty daunting, but oh, it's awesome. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like it'd be really fun. I- I'm just so unco that. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to skateboard and I would fall way too much to the point where I was just like, oh, I don't know, no. I, mean, I, I shouldn't keep this going. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm in all like safety gear. I got yeah. helmet, elbow, knees, wrist guards, everything. I fall yeah, over I, all the time. I think I'd need bubble wrap to be honest, like just <laughs> full bubble wrap. That'll, yeah. that'll save me. I'll probably still like stack it and hurt my elbow somehow. <laughs> yeah. like, it would just be that bad, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Are you, are you trying to learn any any tricks, or is it more so just like like skating around town? Or no, I've been going to the skate park now that I've kind of got the whole just skating flat thing. Uh, I dropped in for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and that was that was like a bit of a cool pivotal point for me because now I can sort of like drop in and s- skate around. Not really get up on the coping just yet, but. Mm. But now that I know how to do that, I think I'll, yeah, probably go a bit, yeah, 
go a bit better now. Yeah. yeah. I reckon the first time you dropped in, it must be really daunting. Oh, dude. You've got to psych yourself up. You've got to be your own hype guy if you want to... It's hard, eh? Because it's, like, <laughs> yeah. mentally draining as well as physically draining. Mm. But then it's so funny, like, I, as soon as I did, I, I literally was like, oh, my God, it's not as bad as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me... It's, it's so funny, like, you think, like, when you're a kid, you've just got no, like, fear of death. So, like, doing, like, skating was, yeah. like, a piece of pie, doing, like, tricks, like... Oh, whatever, if I fall, I fall. Now as an adult, I'm like, well, there's, I know there's a lot of risk if I do this. And I know. If I and screw this up, I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also like, well, if I break my arm, I can't work and I can't pay my rent. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I always think about no, that. I always like, if I can't go to work, I'm cooked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. But I like, I skateboarded when I was real young, so I've always been able to drop in on a skateboard. So I think oh, that's yeah. why I'm kind of, was a bit more like, you'll be right. Like, you can drop in on a skateboard, you could do this, you know. So. Yeah. I never tried to drop in on a skate, but um, I used to, like, before I skated, I, I, was, I had a scooter, so I used to love nice. sco- scootering, whatever the word is, <laughs> having scoot. a scoot around town. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, could, I could only drop in on a scooter, but, I mean, that's not really that hard compared to the others because you, yeah. you can hold on for dear you life, off. you know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, and jump off, yeah. Yeah, nah, it's good. But, um, yeah, it would be... It must be so nice, though, like, being a surfer, but also living so close to the beach would just be the yeah, ultimate combo, right? Well, it's actually funny. I actually taught myself how to surf when uh, the pandemic started. Oh, true. Yeah, so I haven't really been surfing forever, but it's funny. I just couldn't not live near the beach now because I'm, like, addicted to it, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's uh just been so good for my mental health and mm. obviously physically and it's just oh my gosh if anybody wants to surf hit me up i'll teach you because it's just the best thing ever <laughs> yeah totally there's yeah. just something so amazing about just being at the beach isn't there like it's just oh like especially when especially you... at noosa yeah. like mm, yeah everyone complains about how busy it is but i go pretty early and it's i mm. just lap it up because you're just out there and there's big turtle pop up or bunch of dolphins or and you're like holy crap this is just like a normal day and i'm out here like this is just blows you away yeah it's so crazy especially when you go like i mean i should preface this that once again unco can't surf (laughs) but i used to love um like going on the boogie board um back you know when i lived on the gold coast and it's yeah just going and facing the big wave and not tumbling and like nearly drowning what a great feeling <laughs> something about it hey i think and it's also like brings you back to being like being playful like mm. that's one thing that blew my mind about surfing that i totally didn't think about before is that i was like i stopped playing like as you get older like mm. you're a kid and then you just think oh this stuff's not cool or oh mm. you know, whatever but then i was like no stop that i'm gonna play forever i'm gonna be super playful in the ways and just even if it's a small day you know it's not competitive you just go out and you just have fun yeah and um that was just like a big lesson that i learned last year hey or lesson two years ago now yeah yeah enjoy the little things and yeah yeah don't be afraid oh, totally. to play and have fun it's just yeah and don't take it seriously just yeah just have a laugh and yeah. you know if you fall off a wave it's just a laugh yeah at least you're out there <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and mm-hmm. i think 
Like, that's definitely, like, something so important, I think, especially over the last few years, hey, like, just being able to find that outlet to to find some joy. And, like, I think mm. it's actually been one thing that's been awesome about doing this podcast is just so many people have had that, you know, that line in the sand where they're, they've hit a dark spot, but then they've found something to get them out of it, like a new hobby yeah. um, or a new purpose, like, that they've found that they love. And I think... If there's anything good that can come out of this pandemic, I think it's going to be yeah. that. Like, oh, all of a sudden, hundred yeah. percent. Hobbies saving people's lives for sure. Yeah, like, and even just be being open to starting something new at mm. whatever age, and not having that pressure of, oh, I got to make money off this, or oh, it's got to be good, like. I've only just started drawing again and I've just changed my mindset about it. I'm like, I'm just going to have fun mm. and just draw and colour with pencils. And whatever comes out, whatever. And it's so much fun and it's so mm. good for my brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chill. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I like, you think all these good things that we've really be- had access to like all our lives and you become an yeah. adult and you sort of slowly lose your... You, you lose touch with it all because you know you become an adult. Yeah. You become serious. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, weird. Uh, eh? It's Why? so strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, nah, that's awesome. And I think as well, like you know, especially as a musician, right? Like this, the music is like the outlet. But then all of a sudden, when it's just like, yeah, pending pandemic happens, and you're sort of just stuck, like with your music, is like, well, I need something new. I need something to do. Because otherwise, oh. if you just yeah, it can like just totally. ruin your drive to even ride or to to just play, like just play yeah, for fun, can't... like even then, like yeah, you just can't put pressure on something like that. Hey, like art. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good to do a bunch of other stuff to express yourself, not just one thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully this year is going to be the year of coming out of this pandemic and playing proper shows again and hopefully uh yeah. hopefully you'll be playing brizzy soon maybe yeah hopefully. i hope so hopefully we'll gigs see. will stop being cancelled and might have to go to i was gonna say i might have to go to new south wales but i think their music's all cancelled at the moment too. Mm. i don't know is it i don't know i don't honestly it changes every day it literally does. I have no idea. Like, one minute I see gig advertised, the next minute I see gig cancelled, yeah. like, literally a day later, and I'm just... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think we're in limbo, but I think I'm just going to focus on writing some new stuff, and I'm jamming with the band still. We jammed on the weekend, and we'll just do our thing, and mm. um, hopefully we can do some recording a bit later down the track this year. That's going to be our focus, I think. I think we're just going to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, do the same old good. thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then eventually, like when you can, like it'll be great to hear these the songs off the album live as well. Mm. I think, especially an album that's been live tracked, it's, there's no better way to translate it to a live <laughs> show. So, yeah, when you can, I'll be there. <laughs> I Yay. can't wait to hear it, and I can't wait to hear what you're, you're what you're going to be working on. And I think it's really yeah. cool to go in with, like, just going and not really know what's going to come out and just write for the sake yeah. of writing and see what forms. So that'll be fun to, to watch on and, and see how you go. I'm definitely uh, going to be keeping an eye out. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I've got one last question before I let you go and have some dinner. <laughs> yes. Um, 
so this is yeah always the question I like to end the podcast with what's um something or someone that you're grateful for oh that's nice and it could be um, more, more than one thing if you need to oh so many things I guess my my first thing would be my partner Mikey I don't know what I'd do without him throughout all of this nonsense <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely so grateful for him and my family. I've got a, I'm very close to my family and my sisters. Um, same, just their support is phenomenal. Um, surfing changed my life. Um, art, being able to express myself. All my friends. And music still just... If I didn't have music throughout this, I don't know what I'd do. Mm. What would I do? Um, yeah. So uh, many. Th- I can think of so many things. My my home. I have a home. I have a roof over my head right now. It's just awesome. Mm. Still food in the in the store. People yeah. are complaining about it, but there's still there's lots of food. No need to go and buy a bunch of food and keep it all to yourself, people. Yeah, it's pretty. Same crazy. with toilet paper. Yeah, it's actually really wild when you think about it. You go to the store and there's so many empty shelves, but really, like, you think about it, yeah. there's a shit ton of food. There's so much food. Yeah. Just go to your local market, go to all the local bo- people. Yeah. All the local shops are full. We'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Demi, it's been so great having you on. I really am glad that we could make it happen and to, yeah. to learn a bit about you and, and your journey and um, you know I think all the awesome stuff that you're doing and um, as I said I'm really keen to hear these songs live whenever the hell uh, yes. that can actually happen so um, fingers crossed <laughs> it's soon yeah. yeah thanks so much for coming on yeah thanks so much for having me <laughs> <laughs>